Blog Talk Radio.
Log Talk Radio.
And now, Voices of the True Israelites with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Live, Yacht Radio. Worldwide international radio broadcast, Yacht Radio is now on it. I'll be your host. My name, your fear. Israel, oh, see, right. We still not do that serious. We're dealing with revealing the number of the B six 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 son of edition taking all hundred and twelve. So we and like we said, those that are trying to make the tapes up in their veins, you have to basically listen to the lesson real carefully. And whatever comes out of the lesson, then that's the greatest label you can put on it. Because we really can't tell you exactly which way it's going, but we never know what's going to come up. We can't stick to, nope, we don't know what's going to come up. Like, for example, we're going to bring Mr. Kills in, and he might make a statement on something, and then we might have to kind of take a little peek at that. I don't know. So uh, bear with bear with Yahweh's forces of the two Israelites. And one thing about it, and sooner or later, we'll be able to mastermind of how to put labels on the tapes and everything else because you have to listen carefully on what's been said on tape 112 that's coming up. So we'll bring our elder in and tell you all about the broadcast, and, and we peep it on the international side, and it's, it's still packed down today. I guess they still really hear something. They're going to hear something, too, over 900,000 strong on the international side. Over 900,000 strong on the international side, ready to hear some dust edge yachts cake number 112. So what we'll do is bring our L.D. He'll tell y'all about the broadcast, and we'll spread the books out. And when those that are coming on stage, you know, come on stage, let's get it going on. But the L.D. and myself, we'll kind of we'll work as best we can. Then one thing, get in where you sit in at. Where you think you good at? Think you comfortable doing? Then do that. Because in a in a ministry person like a worldwide ministry of Yahweh's force number two is like every hand is needed on deck to make this thing possible in Yahweh to intervene. So keep that in your mind. Whatever you do, remember one thing, Yahweh will never let what you do be in vain. Got it? Good. So with me and our elder with loud voice, he say, Elder, Mr. Kidd, take number 112. Yaqua, I'm thinking of Elder. And Yaqua, I'm going to see as well. Well, see as well. I'll go. Yaqua. I'll go, Yaqua. Elder, well, one thing I can say, Elder, the park's here, I've been ready. And we know we got a job to do. Everybody's going to do their part. We've got to make sure we do ours. That's it. We know we got to do our part, so that's all I can tell you. So, um, hey, Elder, whatever you want to address this national audience on take number 112, take your time, you know, let me drink a little herbal tea and get myself prepared to see what you say, 
And which way you going to do take number 112. So, L. Hotel, y'all find people in the world listening. Over 900,000 strong and listening to you. Come on. Once again, Yaqua, bless you, Sierra Israel. And thank you for bringing me into tonight's broadcast. As you say, among a cast of over 900,000 listeners. And I have to say that's a good thing because we have been off the air for a bit of time. But when the people come to hear the word of Yahweh, that's what they're going to hear. I was speaking to a gentleman earlier today uh, before we get into the program, and this is about learning also. Generally, most of the time, when Yahweh reaches his hand out to bless you, you notice that whatever you do in the learning process becomes a bit easier. And that's told us in the book of Matthews, which we'll probably get into that a bit later. Matthews 25. Just read that chapter. You'll see what it explains. But anyway, to further explain that, generally when someone reaches their hand out to help you, you receive that help because it helps guide you through this world. When you reach your hand out to Yahweh, your mind of understanding, he gives you what I had said before. We have a lot that came to hear things that most of us listening can never understand. That's true. But this is what Yahweh's ministry does. makes all this misunderstanding very possible. Many came to see things in the Bible through proper teaching. You know, those that don't get the proper teaching, when they look, they can never find what we find. These are the misinformed. They can do none of these things. But once again, this is why the words of Yahweh that is taught makes all this and more possible for the righteous. Because we have to be aware, by knowing the scriptures and the Bible precepts, we're given the knowledge to know we have many out there that camouflage evil or confused teachings and use an overly loud bump to comms contest for their method of righteous learning. This way they try to force you into their way of understanding. Even using the Bible scriptures as verbal weapons against us that know. Because we should remember, as it has been said before, the seer put it out there, we're looking for the best. But the best is already here. We're waiting for the rest to come. And the rest are those people that need the words of Yahweh. We have to know that in 1 John chapter 4, verse 3, this is every spirit that confessed that Yahweh the Son has come in the flesh is not that of Yahweh. This is the spirit of the anti-Yahweh. For you have heard that it should come, even now already is in the world. And this is what makes things so tough, that misunderstanding. Everybody trying to give you their way. Well, it's not their way. It's the Bible way. We got a reminder in Matthew's chapter 24, verses 4 and 5. 4 says, Yahweh the Son answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. 5. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Yahweh the Son, and shall deceive many. And that's what I was trying to explain before. But using that method, we look and see what it says in the Bible about the same thing I talked about. But this is one of the reasons 
why we asked you. And remember, it's the non-righteous job is to lead you astray, like a man I spoke of once before, that tried to deceive the elder, using all kinds of lost and confused understanding to, to convince me to follow his direction. You have many people out there like that, believe me, even some pastors. So we're here to help guide you through these dark times of loud bumped gums for righteous learning and mistaught Christianity. We welcome and thank you for attending another live broadcast of Yahweh's ministry that comes to you live and open to you always with new and exciting topics from the King James Bible. And first and foremost about Yahweh's word which refining Yahweh's word confuses a lot of people, anchors some. They even asked us, how can you guys get this much information out of this one book? Well, it comes from connecting the books, your health, foods you should eat, keeping the Sabbath days, all of this and much more we get from this one book, because you have not. This information you came to seek and have to look no further, because you have now found it, and the voices of the Jerusalemites, tribe of God, are open unto you for this learning on the normal days, the times from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. And those normal days are Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Having no class on Tuesday unless we have a high day or a special event. However, Sabbath class we do have. The top part of the Sabbath is Friday. The class time starts at 7.30 to 10.30. And the bottom part of the Sabbath is Saturday. We have a temple class at 12 p.m. and an online class at 2 to 5 p.m. until the temple members desire to leave. Now, we also have a website address. Generally, when we announce these things, it becomes almost like second nature. A lot of people listen to what's being said on the commentary, and they just listen but they don't receive it properly. So we generally try to emphasize that so it does sink in a You know, like I said, we have a website address, and when you use this address, or you need one of your devices, they don't restrict you and tryyabdog.com. The reason for this is after you click enter, just under a big line, you will see some choices. Now, one of these choices will be Tithes and offerings. The step to get into tithes and offerings is click where it says donate with PayPal. That's step number one. The next step is click send. In the amount that you wish to send. With a message if you like. You can also include a message for the reason why you're contributing. And when you do, may up well bless you. Doing this, remember also what it says in the book of Psalms, chapter 96, verse 7, and verse number 8. 7 says, Give unto the aqua, O your kindness of the people. Give unto the aqua glory and strength. 8. Give unto the aqua the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Now, I always remind everyone that when you join, to remember that Yahweh loves a cheerful giver. And also, donations to this ministry is greatly appreciated that you give according to the Bible scriptures that I mentioned 
in the book of Leviticus, chapter 27, verse number 30. And once again, mentioned in the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, verse 8, and verse number 9. This is done to keep this ministry begging thus as Yahweh lives. And also, as we often talk about, to build the school, Yahweh's teaching, a banquet hall for the gathering of the youngers, a radio station where we can get nationwide and land to grow the health foods that we often speak of in this program, also Yahweh. Also out there, Check the calendar on the same internet address I gave you. The calendar will help keep you, your family, and friends in tune with the feast days that come to us throughout the year. We also have a live program, which is a feature that's available during live broadcast time. To get there, three words this time. Yahweh Radio Live. And after click enter, once again, look for Tribe of Yadah. Voices of the Trizalites, Tribe of Yadah, and click the red live button as soon as it appears. You'll be right into our live online broadcast. Also, we have a few numbers you can call with your one mind. The first being our live conference room number, which is 319-527-6065. The other number is 224-600-5579. This is international call and leave a message on those Bible scriptures that you may have questions on, which can be answered by any one of the six anointed accounts of Yahweh's ministry. But now also in saying that, we have to remind you, do not call this number trying to teach. I'll have to remind you, you only hear a discouraging click followed by a doubt. Also, by calling that same number, you can order the 12 programs via the 12 tribes of Israel on DVD. Just make sure we get the correct name and the correct address, and you will receive it promptly. We had an issue with that once before. It was kind of funny, where we had sent out the 12 programs of the tribes of Israel to one individual. They gave us the right name. They gave us the wrong address. It came back. We called them again. They gave us another address. We sent it out. It came back. So... It was kind of a funny situation. That's why I said always make sure we get the correct name and the correct address, and you will receive it promptly. However, on another note, this here, your email, phone, or text before broadcast or afterwards. He's usually pretty busy with the WCC, the New York Station stockholder, Mr. Cigar Man, answering many memos about different situations, and now in addition to that, the Latter-day Saints, and that's besides the problems with the program. So please, use the international line of 224-600-5579. And if the question is legit, you will receive a call back. As I said, unless you call trying to teach, you're only going to hear a discouraging bell now. Now, if you're happy to miss the beginning of our program, you can always listen to the entire show at 9.15 p.m. Except Fridays, the program time will be repeated after 10.30. And to do this, just enter three words. Stop on Radio Live. And when you click enter, look for Voices of the Truth Lights. Tribe of God. Uh, that way, you'll be able to pick up the program that you will be logging into 
any previous day that you would like to listen. And also during our normal broadcast, broadcast, another area where we have been lacking is that many people used to log onto Broadtalk using Peltalk. Right after you get to listening to Broadtalk, you can listen to Peltalk either simultaneously, or we will be transmitting our same information on Peltalk. It can be logged in by your phone, your tablet, or computer. But you have to download the Peltalk app. When you get there, we'll be listed under ethnic group. African American. Look for voices of the translites. Tribe of Yadda. Our room will hold 50 or more listening participants where Yahweh's word will be working also for your Bible education. On my there, to answer the on-the-table topics we discuss during our broadcast will be over Mr. Tales Israel, along with Cedar Israel, riding a shotgun. And during this time, we'll be taking no comments off-topic or any more than two text questions answered at a time. And you'll find that broad talk ends before teaching time. Generally, we will continue our teaching on Peltalk. But as I said before, if you wish to contribute to our broadcast, it can be done very easily by following the steps that I mentioned in the beginning. Just by Yahweh Radio Live, when you get to one section, you will see a big line, and rather than a big line, you'll see the options. You know, one of the options will be tithes and offerings. As soon as you click tithes and offerings, you will notice that it says donate to Peltalk, donate to, donate to our ministry. When you click that, the next will be continue, and it'll be amount, and it's just as simple as that. Following the instructions, you'll be able to contribute to Yahweh's ministry. So we will pass our program back over to us here in Israel, and we will ask before we go, don't just listen. Take notes. Receive the words of Yahweh. Understand the information that we're passing out. It's to help you, your loved ones, and especially yourselves. Because remember, we can help no one until we help first ourselves. So I'll pass the program back to our CEO Israel and say, I will do it. All right, yo, that was excellent. You bought that. You know, you, you, you kind of grow into it in grand style in your position. That's a great thing. So, uh, well, we see uh, the young man, Makaya, but we know he's not he's up on the road a little bit. But we didn't get a Yahweh be with you out of him. And thank you, we know. So lady be back up snuff to holler that microphone real good, but we might well just uh, acknowledge that he on the broadcast by saying something coming to teach out of Camp One, Brother McCoy was going to make sure we know you there. Yahweh bid you there, see you right. Yahweh bless you there, say Israel. Oh, see you right. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh. It's good to know you. You're on the right road back for recovery. And that's a great fact. So uh, we know you're going to be just uh, riding shotgun tonight. And, and that's a great thing, too. If you just like myself, a great note taker. So am I. So, Elder, 
Mr. Kidd. Uh, let's take a look at, uh, I heard some of you say it. I mean, I heard all of you say it. But I always make notes on things. Just take number 112. And like we tell those that, you know, contributed to ministry by trying to uh, help make cases and, and don't know what label to put on it. It's just listen to the broadcast real carefully. And whatever you whatever you hear that sounds great, put that on the label. And because we never know what we're going to say or do, because here's the reason why. Hey, hell, what do we say in Matthew 10, 19? What do you say we can read in Matthew 10, verse 19? Okay. In the book of uh, Matthew, looking at chapter 10, I think you said verse number 19. Mm-hmm. 19 says, When they deliver you up, take no thought or how or what you shall speak. For it should be given you in the same hour what ye shall speak. Mm-hmm. So you, you, you're going to be delivered up, no doubt about it. Matter of fact, he talked about that, Elder. Talked about that you're going to be delivered up in the 16th chapter of St. John 1 through 5, before we Luke 12, 12. He do talks about you're going to be delivered up. Keep that in your mind, you're going to be delivered up. Well, you know, that's the part I don't like it. I might have to be delivered up. Well, he, uh, he talked about that based upon <laughs> when your Lord sits on the table, exactly what they're going to do in 16 chapter of St. John 1 through 5. Hey, yo, let's take our time and we wait on those that come on stage, you know, come on stage and we'll spread out a little bit. But right now, um, in 16 chapter of St. John 1 down to verse 5, let's see if we, uh, Get the national audience on the international side warmed up on knowing that you will be delivered up sooner or later. St. John 16, 1 down to verse 5. What is that? In the book of St. John, chapter 16, reading verses 1 through 5, verse number 1 says, These things I have spoken unto you, that you should not be offended. Two, they shall put you out of the synagogue. Yet the time cometh that whosoever killeth you will think that he does Yahweh's service. Three, all these things they will do unto you, because they have not known the Father nor me. Four, but these things I have told you, that when the time shall come, you may remember that I told you of them. And these things I say not unto you, at the beginning, because I was with you. Five. But now I know my way to him that sent me, and none of you ask me where thou goest. Mm-hmm. He said, But now I go to him that sent me. And that's that big topic there, you know. The one that sent him in St. John chapter 15, who sent him? So, you know, they got, you know, statements out there that if God's the Father, God's the Son, God's the Holy Ghost, they got them all over the place. But he said, I'm going back to the one that sent, that sent 
sent me. I want a whole section that we can read. And let's see do what do we say is behind that hill. We're gonna look at St. John chapter fifteen. I wanna find out something on the way of find out something. And St. John fifteen, besides goes to one that sent me. Let's see what what The True Israelites, with your host, the Seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Bless you, see as well as see, bro. Again, Yaqua bless you, see Israel, and thank you for bringing me into tonight's broadcast. 
And when we look around, we see how many people that's actually in the broadcast. And when we look at the number being so great, over 900,000, it's always a pleasure to be around those many people that want to hear the righteous words of Yahweh. And that, that tells you something. A lot of people out there that want to hear Yahweh's word, and that's a good thing. Because it reminds us that a teacher can't learn from his students because he's always giving wise counsel. But having knowledge, the teacher even gains more experience by teaching. And that's, that's a good thing. Now, a student can also learn from wise counsel, possibly even learning to teach one day themselves. And this shows well in all the six camps that teach the words of God. Because in doing this, we all came to hear those things that most of us listen to and understand, but some listening can never get the point. But Yahweh's ministry always makes misunderstanding very possible to put them on point. We have many that came to see things in the Bible through proper teaching that some looking can never find. These are the misinformed. They can do none of these things we do. But, once again, this is why the words of Yahweh that is taught makes all this and more possible for the righteous. But you notice that key words I use is righteous. Because if you don't have the righteous in you, the word is not really going to make any sense. You have to be aware, by knowing the Bible scriptures and the precepts, we're often given the knowledge to know, we have many out there that camouflage to evil or confused teachings and overly loud pump the gums contest for their method of righteous learning and even sometimes turning the Bible scriptures around as verbal weapons against us that already know. But, like we said, the best is already here. We're just waiting for the rest to come. And that's, that's what we talk about. We're waiting for the rest to come. But we have to remember, the non-righteous job is to lead you astray. Like the man I spoke of before that tried to lead the elder astray. But he had lost and confused understanding. This is why we're here to help guide you through these dark times of bad teaching and loud bump to guns for a method of righteous learning. We welcome and thank all of you for attending another live broadcast of Yahweh's ministry that comes to you live and open to you always with new and exciting topics from the King James Bible. First and foremost about Yahweh's Word. Learning how to connect the Bible books. Your health. Foods you should eat and keep in the Sabbath days. We do all this because you have not, and this is the information you came to seek. And you have to look no further now you've now found it in the voices of the Trizoites, the tribe of Yadah, will open unto you on the normal days of Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, from the operating times of 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. We have no class on Tuesday unless we have a high day or a special event. However, Sabbath class we do have, and the top part of Sabbath is Friday. The current time of that class starts at 7.30 to 10.30. And the bottom part of the Sabbath is Saturday. We have a temple class that starts at 12 p.m. And the online class that starts at 2 to 5 p.m. 
until the temperamentals desire to leave. We also have a website address. To use this on any search engine, enter tribeyada.com. Doing this, after you click enter, will take you to a big liner where you'll see some choices. One of the choices will be ties and offerings. To use this, click donate with PayPal. That's step number one. Step number two is click send. Enter the amount that you wish to send. And enter the space for a message if you like. And if that's done, may Yahweh bless you. Doing this, remember what it tells us in the book of Psalms, chapter 96, verse 7, and verse number 8. 7 says, Give unto the Yahweh, you kindles of the people. Give unto the Yahweh glory and strength. 8. Give unto the Yahweh the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Now, I always remind everyone that when you're doing this, to remember that Yahweh involves a cheerful giver. And also, donations to this ministry is greatly appreciated. That you give according to the Bible scriptures that are mentioned in the book of Leviticus, chapter 27, verse number 30. And once again, mentioned in the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, verse 8, and verse number 9. This is done to keep this ministry bringing you to see Yahweh alive. Also for building that school to help with the very bad teaching that's going on out there today. For building a banquet hall with the gathering of members. A radio station where we can be heard worldwide. And land to grow the health foods we speak of continually on this program. Also while there, don't forget to check the calendar, which is there to help keep you, your family, and friends in tune with the Bible feast days that come to us throughout the year. Also, we have a live program, which is a feature that's available during our broadcast time. To use this, just enter three words on the search line this time. Yahwa Radio Live. And after you click enter, look for Voices of the Truth Life, Tribe of Yadav. Click the red live button as soon as it appears, It'll put you right into our live online broadcast. Also, we have a few numbers you can call with your online mind. The first is our live conference room number, which is 319-527-6065. The other is 224-600-5579. This would be our international number, where you can call and leave a message on those Bible scriptures that you may have questions on, which can be answered by any one of the 600 camps of Yahweh's ministry. But also, in saying that, do not call this number trying to teach, which we've often asked. I'll have to remind you, you'll only hear a discouraging click followed by a doctor. Also, by calling that same number, you can inquire about ordering the 12 programs via the 12 tribes of Israel on DVD. Just make sure we get the correct name and a correct address, and you will receive it promptly. On another note, we might ask, please do not contact the CRP email, phone, or text before broadcast or afterwards. He's usually pretty busy with the WCC. The New York Station stockholder, Mr. Cigar Man, answered many memos, and even now in addition to that, the Latter-day Saints. So please use that international line of 224 
600-5579. And if the question is legit, you will receive a call back. Now, if you happen to miss the beginning of our program, you can always catch the entire show after 9.15 p.m., except Fridays. Program time will be repeated after 10.30. And to do that, enter the three words, Yapwa Radio Live, on your search line. And when you click on it, look for Voices of the Truest Lights, Tribe of Yada. Just choose the program that you're late logging into or any previous day on that list that you would like to listen. And also join a normal Blood Talk broadcast. We're also simultaneously transmitting our information on Pal Talk, which can be logged in by your, your phone, your tablet, or computer, even now your smartwatch. Just make sure you've downloaded the Pal Talk app. We will be listed under ethnic group African American. Look for voices of the truth lights, drive of Yada. You'll find a room of whole 50 or more listening participants where Yahweh's word will also be working for your Bible education. One line there to answer the on the table topics we discussed during our broadcast will be Elder Mr. Tibbs Israel, along with Seer Israel, riding a shotgun. And during this time, we'll be taking no comments off topic or any more than two text questions answered at a time. And if Broad Talk ends before teaching time, we will continue teaching on Pal Talk. Now, I'll be with you all. But that continuing note, note that you all should be familiar with now, that when we're giving the scriptures to speak by this year, remember to be quick to hear and slow to speak so the words of Yahweh flow smoothly. Remembering, we have hundreds of thousands of listeners that came to hear the righteous words of Yahweh and not that of confusion. Doing this, we have to be careful not to make worldly statements that can't be backed up by the Bible. But as readers, remember to make those statements that can be backed up in the Bible. So we'll pass that program back to us here, Israel, and say, Hallelujah, that's that's good talk you have said. And but right now, like I say, on the left side, those that coming on stage is not prepared. So um, I guess we just gonna have to do the best we can there, Elder, until those ready to come on stage and come on stage. Have that microphone because it's uh. Work got to be done, and his work got to be done is unlocking the minds of the 12 tribes of Israel that scattered to understand one day the reason why we're in trouble today and don't know who we are and how to get out of it because we really don't understand this book. But you didn't make a statement, Elder, based upon don't make worldly statements. I like that. So uh, I like what you said on that. So let's see if we get something going on by bringing in Luke chapter 12, verse 12. And let's see what we can get going on there, Elder. Luke 12, verse 12. What that say, Elder? In the book of Luke, chapter 12, verse number 12. Well, it says, 
for the righteous spirit shall teach you in the same hour what you ought to say. Mm-hmm. That's right. That, that, in that very same hour, the righteous, but we, um, as a people, don't understand by us not keeping these laws, statutes, and commandments, Paul made a statement in the 14th chapter of the book of Acts. Paul made a statement, Elder. He said something in 14, verse 12, 14, 21, and 22. He said something in Acts chapter 14 that the children of Israel have a problem with keeping his law, statutes, and commandments. This is what he said, but he pulled it he pulled this verse from somewhere. Let's see what's going on in Acts 14, verse 12, 14, 21, and 22. What's that say to him? Okay, in the book of Acts, looking at chapter 14, verses 12, 14, 21, and 22. Verse number 12 says, verse 12, And they call Barnabas, Jupiter, and Paul, Mercurius, because he was their chief speaker. 14. Which, when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard of, they rent their clothes and ran in among the people, crying out. 21. And when they had preached the gospel government to that city, all that had caught it, many, they returned again to Vespas and Laconium and Antioch. 22. Confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue the faith that we must go through much tribulation ending into the kingdom of the Alpha. What, what, what is it again in verse 22? He said now he, he was confirming the souls, soul, the body, the person. He was confirming them. So Paul came to confirm them that this is the, this is the condition of the battle in Acts. 1422. What is the condition of the battle in 1422, Elder? What is it again? 22 says, confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith and that we must go through much tribulation enter into the kingdom of Yahweh. trying to get to Elder, we're going to have to go through much tribulation. This is not a cakewalk. You know, otherwise we think that we can, um, this don't get you no pat on the back. Paul is letting those that can carry his word that you're going to go through much, you got to go through much uh, tribulation to get to the, the kingdom. So that's what you want to do. You want to get to the kingdom, but you're not getting to the kingdom 
unless you go through much tribulation. So if you ain't went through nothing, then how you get to the kingdom? You're going to have to go through much tribulation to get to the kingdom. Y'all think you? So now, that's pretty big right there. So let's precept that and find out a little bit more about this kingdom. Let's go to Mark 1.15. He said, now, you have to go through much tribulation to get in this kingdom. So don't think that everybody's going to be skinny and grinning unless it's with the, uh, the dead cat grins. You know, my grandmother just said, look at that. You said, those old joker right there, he'll give you a dead cat grin. What's that, what that, grandma? What you mean by dead cat grin? You ever seen a dead cat? I said, yeah. Don't you see it? He be grinning? Oh, yeah, okay. So they give you that dead cat grin. Hmm. So he said, to get to where you want to get to, you ought to go through much tribulation. And then you got to also do something else there, according to Mark 1.15, A.L. What else you got to do according to Mark 1.15, A.L.? In Mark 1.15, 15 says, And saying, the time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of Yahweh is at hand. Repent ye, and believe in the gospel. The covenant. Uh, read that again, Elder. Read that 115 again, Elder. What you got to do again? Mark 115. 15 says, And saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of Yahweh is at hand. Repent ye, and believe the gospel. The government. Oh. He said, Time is at hand. So we got to repent. But, we, but here's the point. We, be, we don't even know what to re- repent for. See, the way we've been taught, we don't know about the kingdom. We think the kingdom, let me let me get another precept on that, Elder. Let's find out something, Elder, about this kingdom. Now, although it's kind of slim on the, on the those that coming in on the internet, not the international side, that's packed jam. Those that's ready to read on the on stage. So we just gonna fumble around a little bit, Elder. And Matthew chapter eleven, and we'll crank it up once uh some of them members out of six and come on the broadcast, then we'll crank it up even higher. But, I, but let's, let's deal with that for a minute since you brought that up. Let's go to Matthew chapter 11. And we're going to look at verse 11 and 12. Because you got to repent to get to this kingdom. And to get to this kingdom, you got to go through much tribulation. Because something happened. Let's find out what happened, Elder, in Matthew 11. Verse 11 and 12. What happened, Elder? Matthew chapter 11, reading verse 11 and 12. 11 says, Verily I say unto you, Among them that are born of women, that had not risen a greater than John the Baptist. Amen. 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 Amen.
notwithstanding he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. <coughs> Twelve. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence, and the violence taken it by force. Yeah, yeah, them. He says in verse twelve it says, and from the days of John the Baptist until now, now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and violence taking it by force. What's that supposed to mean? Violence taking the kingdom of heaven by force? The kingdom of heaven, violence taking it by force? Now wait a minute. The only way you're going to figure that out, you want to preach up your Bible. How did violence take the kingdom of heaven by force? Because if, if there's any problem in heaven, it'd be taken care of, according to um, Acts, Luke 10. You know? So we got to find out what, what's going on with that. And Luke chapter 10, Elder, what do we say is, and 10, 16, down to verse 18. Let's see, can we remember? He said, repent, because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. But violence have taken the kingdom of heaven by force. Now, that's a whole lot of conversation right there. Let's see, can we find out what's going on? We're going to Luke chapter 10, verse 16, down to verse 18. Let's see when it's violence going up in the heaven called up, up, and away, how is it dealt with? Luke 10, 16, down to verse 18. Okay, Luke chapter 10, looking at 16 to 18. 16 says, He that heareth you, heareth me. And he that despises you, despises me. And he that despises me, despises him that sent me. 17. And the, and the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Yahweh, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. 18. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as light falling from heaven. Huh. He said, he said, he said, in verse 18, he said, and he said, I beheld Satan, um, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. So that you let you know, Yahweh don't see it. Up in heaven, ain't, ain't no trouble going on up there. So w what's going on? There's another thing he said, and I'm going to tell you something, that, and that's another thing in verse 17. If you want to know that the preacher that got a devil in him, just mention the Almighty's true name. If, if you want, if you want to see a real him come out, all you got to go is go to that preacher and say, "God is a title. It's a it's a false title for YHWH Yahweh." Now you'll find out through that preacher got a devil in him, because he's gonna turn all kind of colors. And he's going to do all kinds of things that you know why. Because that true name, when you mention the true name, Y-H-W-H, that lets you know if a devil around.
around you because they cannot stand that name. No. The devil said anything but that name. Now I got to get a precept on that. <laughs> so, so if you want to find out, do your preacher got a devil? You're the one you pay your tithes, free will offer, and donation, put all your time in. Just mention the Almighty's true name, Y-H-W. Just say that. And watch it and look at him when you say that. Now, if he all right, he said, uh, Y-H-W, Yahweh, oh, yes, 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 dog, that's his name. But if he started turning all kind of, that hot, then you know that devil, because the name of Yahweh will bring out the devil in your pastor. It'll bring out the devil in your mama, too. You say Yahweh Mount around your mama, and they'll flinch. Wait, wait, what you saying? Our mama's true name is Yahweh, Y-H-W-H. It wasn't no vows uh, from the time of 4004 to 96 AD when the Bible was closed. It wasn't no vowel points. It wasn't no A-E-I-O-U. Matter of fact, they didn't speak English, mama. Where'd you get that from? See that? So that it's going to come out. So that's how it's going to happen. That's why we keep telling you, those that understand this word, what did Paul say again in uh, Acts 14.22, Elder? What did Paul say again in Acts 14.22? In the book of Acts, uh, chapter 14, reading 22, it says, Confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith and that we have and that we must through much tribulation enter into the kingdom of Yahweh. So we gotta confirm the souls that that's gonna try to make it. If you want to continue in this or here, but you're gonna go through much tribulation. And your mother's tribulation comes to your pastor. It might even come from the one you lay your head next to down the pillow. The closer one to you is going to take you through much tribulation once you start showing them that uh, some things in the book. Once you start showing them some things in the book, Everybody ain't going to take it like this, Elder. Everybody's not going to take it like this right here. See, you, you know, for example, you go case in point. For your first job uh, working as an intern with yeah. Will Smith, yeah. you say to them, yeah. look, I have to have the Sabbath yeah. off, yeah. which may I just confess that I learned in my first meeting with Devon, all these years I thought the Sabbath was Sunday. Yeah. I've been going to church. We say worship on the Sabbath, worship on the Sabbath in the Baptist church. And you corrected me. You said, no, Sunday is the first day of the week. Yeah. Sabbath is Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. That's right. That's I right. stand corrected. <laughs> Amen. So you go to your first job yeah. with Will Smith yeah. and say, look, I'm really excited to be here, but well, I have to have Friday. Friday night sundown, Saturday night sundown off. See that? Now, that big, big interior, she received that, but you tell your preacher, the ones on Sunday, 
that we keep it the wrong day. So, Mr. Preacher, I'm going to pay your tithes, free will offer your donation. But why are we doing the wrong day, Preacher? And I'd I like to be a fly on the wall when he gives you an answer. Will he make adjustments? <laughs> because tell us the blessed day is Genesis 2, verse 3, the seventh day of the week. And that's Saturday. But time starts when the sun sets, when the sun goes down on Friday, the sun goes down on Saturday. So that's when the Sabbath day is, but if you tell your Sunday pastor that we're keeping the wrong day and the wrong name, I love to be a fly on the wall when you when you show them soundly that the seventh day of the week starts when the sun set on Friday to sunset on Saturday. And watch and watch that preacher bring the devil out in him. You're going to find out one thing. You've been paying your tithe free will off into a devil. So when, when your slip is showing, say, Mother, your slip is hanging. Oh, thank you, baby. You pull a slip up. But when you show the pastors about this Bible, then they want to put you out. You see that? They're going to show you the dough. Then they, then they, then they want to put the mouth on you. After that, they're going to put your mouth on you. See? Then they're going to call their members and then put your mouth on you. All that what you have did about showing what the Bible said, then, then, then your preacher put your mouth on you. Yeah. Now, see, we try to save those life. That's why it's so important to support this ministry. And, and our job is to put a school together. And it's for you to bring your elderly aunties, uncles, to that one time. And that's what I take from there. They need to know that what they have been taught, that they um. Psalms 127, Elder. Let's see if we precept what they've been taught. In Psalms 127, Elder, verse 1 down to verse 3. It's so important for us out of the six and nine camps to learn this word. Because what we got to focus in on the elderly and the babies that just get out of them diapers. Pampers, you call it, okay? Because they is ruined the minute you put them off into the babysitter's place. They're going to bring in things that's contrary to the Bible. Maybe they know, and maybe they don't. But our job is to repel them that's coming into the world, and not only, and repel the ones that get ready to leave the world, that... We've been taught wrong. Do you want to correct it? And some gonna say yes. I thought I, I thought I was doing right by paying that pastor my tithes, free will offer, and donation all my time. I thought I was doing right. But the angel came from heaven and looked at David eyeball to eyeball and told David something in Psalms 127, 1, 2, and 3. Hey, what did the angel tell David in Psalms 127, verse 1, 2, and 3? 
In the book of Psalms, chapter 127, reading verses 1 to verse 3, one says, Except the Yahweh build the house, they labored in vain that built it. Except Yahweh keep the city, the, watch, the watchman walketh, but in vain. Two, it is, it is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of Solomon, for he giveth his beloved sleep. Three, so children are an heritage of the Yahweh, and the fruits of the womb is his reward. Verse 1 says, except the Yahweh build, verse 1, except the Yahweh build the house, they labored in vain that built it. Except the Yahweh keep the city, a watchman walk but in vain. Remember, uh, the elders uh, take notes. Yeah, thank you, El. Thank you, there. Thank you, El. Nope. Nine, nine, yeah. Well. Let's go to right, and and understand. Now, Zechariah is another seer, and this we told the children of the book. This we told them in, in nine fourteen. This is what he said. This is what he says in nine fourteen. What he says in Zechariah 9.14. In the book of Zechariah, looking at chapter 9, reading verse 14. 14 says, And the Yahweh shall be seen over them, and his arrow shall go forth as lightning, and the Yahweh shall bow, shall blow the trumpet. The Yahweh shall blow the trumpet and shall go with the whirlwinds of the sun. Mm-hmm. Right. But he says, this ain't going to happen for you until the bold little man is sent over you. He said he's going to make his move. He's going to take care of the south, north, east, and west. But you're not going to penetrate anything unless about the mighty one. 
We go on to the book of First Samuel, Elder. And what we try to do is find out what did David say. And this is how we got to keep this under consideration. What David said. Now David said something in the seventeenth chapter to this great big dignitary that was a that was a what? It was a big dignitary, Elder. This big dignitary was a let's 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 hype him up a little bit. Let me show you something about this big dignitary. And first Samuel seventeen verse four, let's talk about this great big old dignitary. What what he got going for him? First Samuel seventeen verse four, what does it say, Elder? In the book of First Samuel, in the chapter verse seventeen, reading verse number four, four says, "And there went out a champ, a champion, out of the camp of the Philistines, named Goliath, of King of God, whose height was six cubits and a span." Ain't that the what? What word they call him, Elder? They call him a what? What's that big word they call this man? A champion. They um, call him a champion, El. So this, that was going today. See, right now, we we look at things, and all the big dignitaries, and all of them in your eyes, they call the champions. But let me tell you something, see, right? Hey, that's a carnal way of looking at things. They are a champions. If you looking in a carnal world, they are champions. But let's see what David said about the champion, Big Goliath. He's way up in the air, and he was called a champion. Well, let's see what David said about the, the champion in verse 45. And what did he do to this champion, little old David, little old ruddy, ruddy David, and what it means, brown skin, 45 through 47. Now, remember, Big Goliath was a champion. Let's see how David responds to the champion of the Philistines, which is the Mizoram, which is the sons of Ham. And Ham means black. So this is black on black right now. Let's see what's going on in verse 45 to 47. Let's, let's talk about this champion there. And David did go against this champion in the 17th chapter, verse 45 through 47 of 1 Samuel. Let's talk about it, Elder. Come on. Okay, in the 17th chapter, verses yeah, same uh, 45. Book. Same, same yeah, book. Samuel 17, We're going to. We're going to chapter 17, verses 45 to verse number 47. 45 says, Then David said unto the Philistine, Thou come to me with a sword, and, and with a spear, and with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of Yahweh of hosts, the Yahweh of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. Defiled. 46, this day will the Yahweh deliver thee into mine hand, and I will 
smite thee, and take thine hand from thee. And I will give the carcass of the hosts of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air, and to the wild beasts of the earth, and that all the earth may know there is a Yahweh in Israel. Verse number 47. And this, and all this assembly shall know that the Yahweh saveth not with sword and spear. For the battle is the Yahweh, he will give you into our hands. Mm. See, he told, he told, he told that, 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 that big uh, champion, Philistine, Mizraim, sons of Ham, big black man. He said, this, in verse 46, In this day will Yahweh deliver thee into my hands, and I will smite thee, and take thy head off of thee. He said, I'm going to take your head off of you, big Goliath. You, you got your spears, you got, you got your sword, you got everything to work with. But he said, in the name of them four letters, you going down. See, listen to me, children of 12 tribes scatter. And we're not anti-anybody. The reason why we're in, we're in trouble today, because we don't know who we are. We don't know we made a covenant with the Almighty One, and we refuse to keep the covenant that our forefathers and mothers made with him. The reason why we is uh, uh, 18, 18 verse 4 of Isaiah. See, we are, we are, and he'll tell you why we are 18 verse 1. Uh, in the book of Isaiah, held him. We just gonna play it through the spirit of Yahweh to a couple more uh, members of the camps to come on, and then we'll stretch out a little bit. And in the book of Isaiah 18, let's talk about these people that don't know they are people. See, they don't know they are our people. Huh? They don't know they are people. They think they African Americans and Puerto Ricans and Mexicans. And we tell you your birth certificate in Exodus chapter 1, 1 through 7, all them names was given to you in slavery. Them slave names. Puerto Ricans, Mexicans, African Americans, and Jamaicans. Them slave names. Come at your name. And long as you do find them slave names, Yahweh can't help you. He can't help you. Because you got some slave names on here. And you identify them slave names. Let's see what he says in Isaiah 700 B.C. Let's see what he says in 1, 2, and 7. He's going to talk about these peoples that got the slave names on them. 18, chapter, verse 1, 2, and 7. What does it say to Isaiah 18, 1, 2, and 7. Book of Isaiah, uh, chapter 18, reading verses 1, 2, and verse 7. One says, Woe to the land, shadowing with wings, which is beyond the rivers of Ethiopia. Two, that sendeth ambassadors by the sea, even in vessels of bushes upon the water, saying, Go ye with swift messengers, 
to a nation scattered and fuel to a people a people terrible from their beginning hither to a nation melted out of trotted down whose land and rivers as soil verse number seven in that time shall the present be brought unto the Yahweh of hosts of a people scattered and peeled and from a people terrible from their beginning hither to a nation melted out of uh, melted out and trotted down underfoot whose land and rivers have spoiled to the place of the name of the Yaqua of host of Mount Zion. Mm-hmm. And Mount Zion means Judah, southern kingdom. He said, now this people right here, give me a precept in 50 verse 7 of Jeremiah, you know, I'll talk about it for a minute. He said, now Isaiah 700 B.C., he was talking prophecy to a nation scattered and peel to a people terrible from the beginning. This is a terrible people he's talking about. He's talking about a terrible people. You know what he's talking about? You. Your forefathers and mothers was a terrible people. And that's the reason today that when, and then you turn for help, from the other nations. But he had Jeremiah to be raised from the womb in Jeremiah 1, 4, and 5. We ain't reading that. He was raised from the womb to tell you something in days today. He was raised from the womb to tell you what in 50 verse 7 of the book called Jeremiah. What did he say in 50 verse 7? Hell? Jeremiah chapter 50 verse 7. 7 says, all that founded them have devoured them. And their adversary said, We offend not because they have sinned against the Yahweh, the habitation of justice, even Yahweh, the hope of their fathers. He said, All that found them have devoured them. All, every nation guilty. See, Sooner you gonna figure you gonna figure this thing out. And I went to, I went to the flea market one day, and at the flea market I seen people look like you selling something, and people didn't look like you selling something. <laughs> but guess what you did? The one that looked like you. You went to somebody that looked like somebody else and see what they got. Even even at the flea market, you'll go and look for somebody else that look like somebody else and see what they got, and somebody look like you, you pay them no never mind. You see what you do? It is a terrible people from the beginning because they do not have their history because and all nations understand one thing. As long as you don't have your history, you will never figure this thing out, but you will try to figure it out individually, and you're not going to never see the broader scale picture. You're never going to see the hidden hand that's written in Psalms 81. Now, the angel came from heaven to 
right, David. Psalms 81, verse 1 down to verse 5. See, in 1000 B.C., now David was king over all 12 tribes of Israel. But the angel came from heaven in 1000 B.C. to tell David to put this in writing. But ain't nobody going to pick up on this but the six anointed camps of both of two Israelites. And then they're going to break down what this means. Psalms 83, 1 down to verse 5. What does it say? In the book of Psalms, in chapter 83, reading verse 1 to verse number 5, verse 1 says, Keep not thou silence, O Yahweh, hold not thy peace, and be not still, O Yahweh, too. For lo, thine armies make a tumor, and they have, and they that hate thee have filled up the head. Three, they have taken craft, crafty counsel against thy people, and counsel against thy hidden ones. Four, they have said, Come, let us cut them off from being a nation, that the name of Israel may be no more in remembrance. Five, for they have counseled together with one consent, that they confederate against thee. Israel 
more in your remembrance. Do you know by you having that at the end of your name, Israel, do you know what you are under? And when you don't have it, do you know what you are under? Listen, listen to when you have the name Israel. Let me show you what it, it do for you. And I'm going to show you what it don't do for you when long as you are Rodriguez and Johnson. As long as you Rodriguez and Johnson, we're going to show you what the name is going to do for you and what have you been cut off from by being Rodriguez and Johnson. You know, and um, Williams. We're going to show you. Now, the Almighty came to Moses in number 622. He said, Moses, you know, you you in, you in my stead and Aaron is in your stead. And Aaron saw the elders. So this is, this is a protocol. I'm going to talk to you, Moses, and you talk to Aaron. Then Aaron talked to his sons, and the sons talked to the people. Let's watch the protocol, and let's see what was told. In number six, verse twenty-two down to verse twenty-seven. Hey, Elder, what was told with the with the watchful eye of the Almighty to Moses tell Aaron, for Aaron tell his sons, and his sons to tell the people. What was told to them to never forget what number six, twenty-two down to verse twenty-seven. What was told, Elder? In the Book of Numbers, chapter six. Reading 22 to 27. 22 says, okay, chapter 6. Oh, done the wrong chapter here. Chapter 6, reading 22 to 27. 22 says, and the young boy spake unto Moses, saying, 2. Speak unto Aaron and to his son, saying, On this wise shall bless the children of Israel, family, saying unto them, The Yahweh bless thee and keep thee. 25. The Yahweh make his face shine upon thee, and thou be gracious unto thee. 26. The Yahweh lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. 27. And they shall put my name upon the family of Israel, and I will bless them. You see it? You see, you see now. Yahweh told Moses to tell Aaron, to tell his son, to tell children of the book called Israel. He said, put my name on the children of Israel. And guess what that name at the end of your name, guess what, guess what you having at the end of your name? He said, a blessing. But you go to church all your life, and they'll never let you get past Johnson and Rodriguez. They'll never tell you any no blessing in their name, them slave names. By you not knowing that the blessing is in the name of Israel, that means Yahweh can't help you. He can't help you. You know why he can't help you? Because he can't recognize you. He recognized you through the name. 
just like, but remember back in the days when you had your children or when you had um, the real, you know, the children. If your child cried, I don't care how many babies crying, couldn't you recognize your child that, that was crying? And immediately you would stop what you're doing and go see what your child wants. Right? You remember that? I recognize my child crying. And I'm going to stop what I'm doing and go see what my child wants. What's wrong with my child? Same thing. The blessings in the name. And the nations knew this. Long as they know they are Israel and know what tribe they're from and keeping these law, statutes, and commandments, we finish. We finish. So we have to take crafty counsel against them. So that's what you got the U.N. meetings today, and they're still doing today. They're taking crafty counsel against you. You believe that the peoples over the land are the peoples of the book. See? They have, and guess what will happen? Let's see what will happen in Revelation 12 9. With, with that understanding, let me show you what John was in prison. The angel came to John on the Isle of Patmos in prison, and he told him something about somebody in 12, verse 9. Hey, Elder, what he says in Revelation 12, verse 9, now John was in prison. What did he say in 12, verse 9? Come on. In the book of Revelation, chapter 12, reading verse 9, man says, And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil. And Satan which deceived the whole world. He was cast out to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. You see that? And he deceived the whole world. You know how he deceived the whole world? Over that chapter 1, verse 1. Let me show you how, I'm going to show you how he deceived the whole world. This is how he deceived the whole world. And remember, we teach spirit land, so we don't know what we're going to teach on, like, just like, for example, this is tape 117. And so happened, the other one on the left side is ready to uh, put that brick in his I.L. So now we have to make a, a, a little detour on what we thought we might be teaching on. Because, Yahweh, I understand one thing. You teach on what I tell you to teach on. So I want you to teach on what you're doing right now. So we're just going to throw these verses out on the table to understand one thing. The reason you, children of Israel, is in a condition you in the day because you don't know who you are. Now, whatever verse I just gave you, it'll hold that verse and put a marker right there. Because the minister said, yeah, see, that sounds good. But those 13, 8 through 10 of Jeremiah in, then come back to that. That's why it's so important to contribute to this ministry. Much tribulation is waiting for you, no doubt about it. There'll be no cakewalk. But the greatest legacy you can you can leave with your your elderly elderly and the babies to come 
is bring him to Yahweh's boss up to his life school and mm-hmm. and sit them down to hear the truth before they get up out of here. Because your parents really believe they're doing right. Your brothers, your aunties, your cousins, they really think they've been they're doing right. But remember what's right is totally different from what's right in the world is totally different what's right in the Bible. Do you know what's right in the Bible? Hold that point. Hey, yo, hold it. Put another marker there, too. Let me show you what's right in the Bible. In the book of Deuteronomy 6.25, let me show you where I'm right. You sure you're right? Let's see if you biblically right. Let's examine yourself. Let's see if you write according to the Bible. In Deuteronomy 6.25, let's see if you biblically Bible right. 6.25, what does it say here? And Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 25 says, And it shall be our righteousness if we observe to do all these commandments, Torah instructions, before the Yahweh, our Yahweh, as he had commanded us. Yeah, okay, so so who who are you righteous and who are you, you, you righteous in? You're righteous in the world's eyes, but you're not righteous in, in Almighty's eyes. Because when you're righteous according to his eyes, you're keeping the law, statutes, and commandments. See? You see a difference? You see a difference between the Bible? So when you're righteous, or you might say, well, hey, sit down, let's have a little They may say, I'm good. Well, man, how can you use the word called you good? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good already. No. You can't use that word called I'm good. Do you know what, you know what that word means in the Bible? I'm good. Let's go to Romans 7, verse 1. Get down to verse 12 and 16. See, when you look at your loved ones and they tell you, well, I'm, I'm righteous. According to what? The world? Yes, you might be righteous. But according to the Bible, you're not righteous. You're wrong. If you're righteous according to the biblical Bible, that means you're keeping the law, statutes, and the commandments. That makes you righteous according to the Almighty's eyes. Now, if you say you good, oh, I'm good, I'm good. No, if you good, we're going to read the Bible definition of being good. Romans 7, 1, 10 down to verse 12 and 16. Now, here go the Bible definition of being good. So, what is you good? You good in the world? Are you good in the Biblical Bible in the eyes of your mighty one. You don't want to got the breath of life of you in his hand can cut off any given second. So who eyes are you right in? Who eyes are you good in? We're going to find out. Romans 7 verse 1. 10 dollars verse 12 and 16. Let's talk about it else. Okay, Romans uh, chapter 7 verse 1. 10 to 15, and verse number 16. Now, 10 to 12. 10 down to verse 12 and 16. Okay. Okay. Romans 7.1 says, 
Know ye not, brothers, for I speak to them that know the law, how that the law had dominion over a man as long as he lived. Number 10. The commandment which was ordained to life I found to, I found to be unto death. 11. For sin taken occasion by the commandment or instructed, deceived me, and by it slew me. 12. Wherefore the law which is righteous, the commandment righteous and just and good. Verse number 16. 16 says, If then I do that which I would not, I would consent unto the law that is Uh, read verse 12 and 16 again, Elder. Take your time, Elder. We've got plenty of time. Let's look at 12 okay, and 16 real carefully, Elder. Yeah, look at, look okay, at 12 and 16 12. real carefully. What does it say? Okay. Reading verse 12 and 16 once again. 12 says, Wherefore, the law is righteous, and the commandments for instructions is righteous, and just, and good. Verse number 16. If then I do that which I would not, I would consent unto the law that is good. So what's good? Keeping the law, statutes, and commandments. So when somebody tell you, well, I'm good. No, you're not. Yeah, you're worldly good. But you ain't Bible good. You're worldly good. Oh, well, my grandmama, my auntie, she's a good person. Yeah, according to the world. She's not a good person according to the Bible. What do you mean by that? She's not a good person according to the Bible. Because a good person keeps the law, statutes, and the commandments. Well, my pastor said that's done away with. See that? But you <laughs> got to read the same Paul says in 7 verse 1 that the law, statutes, and the commandments it's what again in 7 verse 1 of Romans 8, what it says in 7 verse 1, again, now, Yahweh the Son is in heaven. He's in heaven. So if anybody knows if something's done away with it, then it be Paul, because he was raised from the womb in Galatians 1, uh, 15 and 16. He was raised from the womb to tell you this, after Yahweh the Son back in heaven, 7 verse 1, what he said, Romans. Romans 7 1 says, Know ye not, brother, for I speak to them that know the law, how that the law had dominion over a man as long as he lived. You see that? Paul was raised from the womb to tell the northern kingdom that the law have rule over your dominion as long as you live. As long as you live, you are under the law. He didn't get, he, he didn't just stop there and, and that was the end of it. Go to the 10th chapter and see who who he talking to. See, when you precept your Bible, we go on to the 10th chapter, 1, 2, and 3, and see who who is he talking to in the book of Romans, in Rome. You think you're talking to the Romans? Let's find out who, who is he talking to. 
in the 10th chapter, verse 1, 2, and 3. Romans 10, 1, 2, and 3. Hey, yo, who was Paul talking to in 10, 1, 2, and 3? Okay. Romans 10, verse 1, 2, and 3. Verse 1 says, Brother, my mind desire and my prayers to Yahweh for Israel is that they might be saved. Two, for I bear them record that they have a zeal of Yahweh, but not according to knowledge. Three, for they being ignorant of Yahweh's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of Yahweh. Mind's heart and desire was for to Yahweh for Israel. You see that? So you see that? So see, and that's one of the great. You like you got a lot of preachers say, "Oh, I love, I love to stay in the Book of Romans all the time." But who is that letter addressed to, Mister Mister Preacher? You love to stay in Romans, but you never uh, 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 listen. You may not never been to the penitentiary, but you may watch it on TV. When they had a roll call, and they called for roll call to have your letter, they'll call your name out, but still suppose somebody else goes snap that mail that got somebody else's name, and what will happen? A fight, a riot. A fight and a riot going to happen. See? Because you talking, that's my letter for me. When you read the book of Romans, it's not talking about the other nations. Paul is visiting the children of the, that have been peeled and scattered that was in Rome. That's where Paul went. He said, my desire is for y'all to be saved. Y'all got a zeal for some, for some Yahweh, but not according to knowledge. So Paul, he went over in Rome looking for the scattered, peeled Israelites that was in Rome. I look at the Latter-day Saints there. Can you give me a precept on that? Yeah. I can give you a precept on that latter day thanks. And Acts chapter 18. There. Elder, I can give you a precept on that latter day thanks. Out of Utah. I'll give you a precept on that. In the 18th chapter, look what it says here in verse 1 and 2. Now watch this. Now watch this. Now remember, this word Jew is only a polluted word for Judah. Now listen to this right here when you know how to break it down. In Romans chapter 18, verse 1 and 2. Let's get let's get a latter day saints out of Utah committee board a precept. The eighteenth chapter 
of Acts 1 and 2. What does it say to him? In the book of Acts, chapter 18, reading verse 1 and 2, one says, After these things, Paul departed from Athens and came to Corinth, too, and found a certain Jew named Aquila, born in Pontus, lately come from Italy with his wife Priscilla, because that Claudius had commanded all Jews to depart from Rome and came unto them. And, that we, and the word Jew is a brutal word for Judah. 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 So there he is right there. So when Paul went to Rome, he was looking for Judah, Benjamin, Simeon, Levi. And the children of Israel is over there. They've been scattered and peeled. Woe is it? And the big dignitaries, he ordered that all Judah, Benjamin, and Levi depart from what city? Uh, what city again, Elder? What city they want to, Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon depart from? What city again? Depart from Rome. Depart from Rome. So there it is. See, see when you precept your Bible, that's it. So when you read the book of Romans, you're not reading about the other nations. You're talking about the children of Israel that was over there scattered in Rome. Go Claudius, the big dignitary, and you can go into history and pull him up. He had a commandment for all Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon. To, to get up out of here. Yeah. Because in the ninth chapter, let me show you some, how important for you to know these, these things. Look what Paul told them, and this is why they want him out of there. Because Paul got over there in Rome, and Paul made some damage and statements to the children of Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon. Look what he told them when he was in Rome in the ninth chapter, 1 through 5. He told them something. He told them something that you need to know what Paul said to them scattered Israelites that's in Rome in the ninth chapter, 1 through 5. Just getting warmed up in 1 through 5, you know, what did he say? Romans 9, 1 down to verse 5. What did he say to them? Oh, Romans, okay. In the book of Romans, chapter 9, reading verses 1 to verse number 5, one says, And I say the truth is in Yahweh the Son. I lie not, my conscience and also bearing me witness in the righteous spirit. Two, that I have great heaviness and continual sorrow in my mind. Three. Why well, I could wish that myself were a curse from Yahweh's son, for my brothers and my kinsmen, according to the flesh. Four, who are Israelites to whom pertaineth to the adoption and the glory of the covenants and the giving of the law and the service of Yahweh 
and the prophets. Five. Who are whose are the fathers and whom, as according the flesh of Yahweh the Son King, who is over all Yahweh blessed forever, I will be Yahweh. That's a damaging damaging statement right there. That's a damaging statement over there in Rome. He was telling the people that were scattered and peeled that I got heaviness and continually sorrow for my kinsmen according to the flesh. Paul, according to the body? Who is your kinfolks, Paul, according to verse 4? Who are Israelites? You mean Paul's kinfolks is Israelites? Yes. Paul's kinfolks is Israelites. And let's see what Paul's kinfolks have to be remind them like we try to remind you who are pertaining to adoption. What do you mean by the adoption? What, what, what do you mean by that the children of Israel got the adoption. The adoption when he changed your name from Rodriguez and Smith to Israel. You was adopted by Yahweh. You become his. He adopted you. And he gave you a name to put at the end of your name. I don't care what your name is, but at the end of your name, it should be the adopted name that was given to you, the blessing called Israel. Really? You see what you see what Mr. Tibbs got at his name? Elder Mr. Tibbs, what he got the, at the bottom of it? Israel. Why? Look at VSJ. Look at the end of her name. Israel. Why? Because she's carrying the blessing. When you got the name Israel at the end of your name, you're carrying the blessing. If you don't have the, the Israel, you're not carrying the blessing. Now look at the Roman church out of New York saying, well, what is you carrying if you ain't carrying the name? Well, that's a good point. Let's find out if you're not carrying the name. That's a good point. Now, that's a good point. If you're not carrying the name, what, what, what is you carrying? Well, that's a good point. I accept that. Go to Isaiah 65 and 15, let's find out. Let's, let's, let's run that down. Yeah, that's a good point. See, that's, that's a, I mean, maybe your point was sincerity or or you trying to use uh, propaganda. I don't know. But that's a good point you made. Suppose if you're not carrying the name of Israel in your name, that's a good point. Let's see what, what the Bible says about that. Let's go to Isaiah 65, verse 15. But before you read 65, verse 15, I want to see the, the prophecy of the first elder. Deuteronomy 28, 37, what was told of Moses pertained to the children of Israel. And, De- and Deuteronomy 28, 37, was still a case. Let's see what's said in 28, 37, Deuteronomy. Book of Deuteronomy, chapter 28, reading verse 37. 37 says, And thou shalt become an astonishment, a proverb, and a byword among all nations, 
whether the Yankwa shall lead thee. Yeah. You become a stuntman, a proverb, and a byword. You know what a byword is, right? You're not going to have your Yaquali name. You have every name you got right now. You have Rodriguez at the end of your name, and you have uh, uh, Salazar. What the hell are they? I see a big company called Salazar. Uh, that's what I'm saying right here. It's uh, Salvador. Salvador. Uh, yeah, Sa- Salvador, Manuel. Yeah, Salvador. Yeah, Manuel. Rodriguez. Rodriguez. <laughs> you have Rodriguez. You have them names. They tell you already, and you're going to be a, a proverb. What do you mean a, a proverb? Look at them. Uh, Shifty and lazy. You know, a proverb. They all have a proverb on you. And, but but the big thing you have on you is um a name, and you have reunions in that name, not in the name that the blessed name, because you're not to be taught yet, not in a Christian church, not in an Islamist church, not in the Judaism church. You're not gonna be taught this. No, you be taught this with him. You don't be taught in the Bible. You be taught. What you talking now? So let's find out about if you don't carry the name Israel at the end of your name. Let's let's see what you're working with according to Isaiah of 700 B.C. What did he say in 700 B.C. what's going to happen? Prophecy. Isaiah 65, 15. This is for the Roman Catholic Church out of New York. What did he say? 65, 15, Isaiah, um, Elder. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 55, looking at verse number six, five. 15. Six, five. Six, five? Six, five. Yeah. Mm, yeah, six, five. Six, five, 15. In the book of uh, Isaiah, chapter 65, verse 15, I had to change my notes. 16 says, that he who blesses himself in the earth shall bless himself in the Yahweh of truth. He that sweareth in the earth shall swear by the name by the Yahweh of truth. Because the formal <clears throat> troubles. Well, hold on. Hold on a minute, you, 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 you say you're reading 6515? Did I make an error? Okay, 65. 15. Verse number 15. 15 says, And ye shall leave your name for a curse unto my chosen. For the Yahweh shall slay thee and call his servants by another name. You say you're going to leave your name and you're going to take a curse name. You say, but I'm going to slay you until you come out of it. You say, servants. Now, who's his servants? Now, who's his servants? He said, I'm going to slay my servants, but they're going to leave their name or a curse name, and I'm going to slay my servants. Now, who's his servants? Let's go to the heavenly tales out of Leviticus 25, 55. Let's find out who's, 
who is the almighty servant? Because a lot of people say, I'm, I'm his servant. Uh, according to what? According to the world? You're not a, his servant according to the Bible? Because he identified his service in the Bible. In Leviticus 25, 55, L. Who did he say is his service is? Let's see if his service is Jehovah Witnesses. We're going to find out. Is his service Jehovah <laughs> Witnesses? Right now. We found out right now who is his servants. In the book of Leviticus, Leviticus chapter, 20, chapter 25, reading verse 55, it says, For unto me the family of Israel are servants. They are my servants whom I brought forth out of the land of Egypt. I am the Yahweh, your Yahweh. Wait a minute, El. Who's the servant? Jehovah Witnesses is the servant according who Yahweh said is my servant. Who did he say his servant is? According to Leviticus 25:55, who did he say his servant is? The family of Israel. He didn't call them Jehovah's Witnesses? No. 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 No, see, when you was caught and being a nation, then everything will work for you. Jehovah's Witness, that is a cover-up name for YHWH. Now, the service of, of the Bible is the children of Israel. Now, look at the Latter-day Saints. See, you got to precept that. Okay. We'll precept that. So we don't see we don't mind precepting the Bible because you're supposed to precept the Bible anyway. You don't talk a good game, you precept a good game. Let's go to Isaiah forty one verse number eight. Let's get a second witness, Elder, on who is Yahweh's servant. Isaiah forty one verse number eight. The book of Isaiah, chapter 41, reading verse number 8, it says, But thou, Israel, art my servant. Israel, whom I have chosen, the seed of Abraham, my friend. That sounds real plain to me, don't it? That sounds real plain. Elder? <clears throat> it's written right it's there. It's kind of plain, Elder? Okay. Let's see what we are afterthought in verse number nine. Was we are afterthought in verse nine? He couldn't find nobody else? Let's see what he said in verse nine. Isaiah 41, verse nine. Verse number nine says, Thou whom I have taken from the ends of the earth and called thee the chief men thereof and said unto thee, Thou art my servant. I have chosen thee and not cast thee away. Ain't that something? You hear that man call up? He called the children of Israel. What kind of man? Chief men. That means you come from the chief stock of it. I mean, you got the degrees mm. all on the wall, all in your briefcase. You don't know the children of Israel was the chief stock of the men that he chose, 
He, you wasn't no afterthought. You was the best of the pick of the little. You was the best. But you, you're not going to be taught this nowhere. Now, I want to get one more precept. Go to the 41st chapter, first one, same book of Isaiah. See, it's all over the book, but I wonder why it's not read nowhere. 44 verse 1. What it says in 44 verse 1. Okay, Isaiah 44, verse number 1 says, Yet now hear, O Israel, my servant, and Israel whom I have chosen. You see that? You are chosen peoples, but you are chosen peoples, and in Psalm 80, 80, Two, look what he says about you. In Psalms, now the angel come from heaven. Now with all the information, 300 years prior to that, the angel visits David and told David to put this in writing, David, in 82, verse 6 and 7. He said, put it in writing. You've been chosen and you were chosen to keep the law, statutes, and commandments, and you gave your name called Israel. And not only that, the angel told you something else in Psalm 82, verse 6 and 7. Not only that, what else did he say in Psalms 82, verse 6 and 7? What did he say else? In Psalms 82, verse number 6 and 7, 6 read, I have said, ye are Yahweh's. And all of you are children of the Most High. Seven. But you shall die like men and fall like one of the princes. Now that we say it, not only was you the children of the book, he called you Yahweh. But he said you're going to die like men and fall like one of the princes. I say the devil. That means you're going you gonna to lose everything you got. For what reason? Let Jeremiah tell you in the 13th chapter 8 down to verse 10 why you're going to lose everything you got. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. How did you become you? Right now, you are Yahweh. Children of the Most High, as long as you carry the name Israel and keeping the law, statutes, and the commandments. But he said, you're going to die like men and fall like one of the princes. Why? Why? You precept your Bible and find out why. In the 13th chapter, verse 8, to 8 down to verse 10 of Jeremiah, we find out why. Let's see. In the book of Jeremiah, looking at the 13th chapter, reading verses 8 through 10. 8 says, Then the word of the Yahweh came unto me, saying, 9. Thus says the Yahweh, After this matter, I will mark the pride of Judah and the great pride of Jerusalem. 10. This evil people which refuse to hear my words 
which walk in the imagination of their own mind and walk after other Yahwahs to serve them and to worship them, shall even be as this dirt, which is good for nothing. It says, and when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch, and it came to pass that a whole year that they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people, and the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. It was called what name, Elder? Christians.
by Moses, well, maybe even before Moses was born, in uh, 29 28. Look what, look what was said to the whole 12 tribes of Israel by the writing of Moses in Genesis 49 28. Look what he said in 49 28 of Genesis. In the book of Genesis, looking at chapter 49, reading verse number 28. 28 says, And all these are the twelve tribes of Israel, and this is that that their father spake unto them, and blessed them. Everyone according to his blessing, he blessed them. tribes of Israel. You see that? So you got the potential to come back, but you got to know who you are. You got to know if you identify being a Christian, you're not up under the covenant of Yahweh. That's a curse name to you. It's not a curse name to them, but it's a curse name to you because he gave you what he wants you to have. And he made it plain in Second Chronicles 7 14 to 16. Now, he made it plain. He had the fear to put it in writing. He made it plain concerning you. Now, remember, your name is Israel, right? That name carries a blessing. Not Israelis. That's a pagan name for those of the sins of Esau that have foully taken your identity there. But you can't prove it. But we can, by reading the Bible. Ain't no such thing as no Israelis in the Bible. Unless you got a new translation. Israelis are songs of Esau. And, and the number one slave trade before Esau got his hand on you was the one called Ishmael's Arabs. When they got you beating your back, there wasn't no room for but Esau to beat your back for you. <laughs> so them the one two punch that been beating your back. Okay. Well, that's another lesson. So I'm saying something. It's very important to understand one thing. That's why we need our own, our own radio station, our own school, banquet hall, to teach the elderly and the ones that got the pamphlets on. Soon they come out the pamphlets, time to teach them what, who they really are. But they won't get tangled up in this in this thing here. We'll read that in a minute, too. What you reading, Elder? You said Second Chronicles. I'm waiting on chapter and verse. Uh, 7, 14 through 16. Second Chronicles, chapter 7. Reading 14 through verse number 16. 14 says, That my people which are called by my name and shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins 
and will hear their land. Heal their land. Fifteen. Now mine eyes shall be open, and my ears attend unto the prayer that is made in this place. Sixteen. For now I have chosen and sanctified this house, that my name may be there forever, and mine eyes and my mind shall be there perpetually. Wait a minute, yo. Wait a minute. You read a verse. What did what did they say again in Second Chronicles? Read that again, yo. You you stumbled on some on some pretty good precepts, yo. What you say again? And you read out Second Chronicles seven fourteen and fifteen again. What did you read again, yo? Second Chronicles chapter four chapter seven, reading fourteen and fifteen. 14 says, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. 15. Now mine eyes shall be open and my ears attend unto the prayer that is made in this place. Okay, hold on. Hold on, yo. He said, people that called by my name. What name is that? What name is that? Let's precept that to um, Exodus 4.22. What name is his people that's called by his name if they turn from their wicked ways? Then I will hear from heaven. He said, I'm not going to hear nothing you saying until my people that is called by my name. What name is that? Precept your Bible. Huh? Precept your Bible. Exodus 4.22. What name is that? 4.22 of Exodus. In the book of Exodus, chapter 4, reading verse 22 says, And thou shalt say unto Pharaoh, Thus says the Yahweh, Israel is my son, even my firstborn. So who is this? Who is this son? According to verse twenty-two, uh, who is Yahweh's firstborn son of nations? Elder, according to Exodus four twenty-two, he said, "Tell Pharaoh, let my people go, because somebody is my firstborn. What their name is, Elder? Israel. Ain't that something? So you see how important that name is." So you see, when the angels came down from heaven to tell David, they're going to cut you off from being by the name of Israel. Because if you identify with the name of Israel, you shut everything down. If you, if the true Israel, like we got Yahweh's voice of true Israelites, see, that's offended to a lot of people, true Israelites. That means somebody false. Yeah, you. Latter-day Saints. WCC, World Council of Churches, the Roman Catholic Church. Yeah, all three of y'all. Huh? Christians. Christians to the children of Israel is a curse to them. He said the people that's called by his name, his name is not Christian. He said that's a curse name to you. Jehovah's Witness is a curse name to you. See? 
Because when, when Almighty had something to say from heaven, Elder, let's see what tongue he spoke in. We had something to say to man. Let's go to Acts 26. When he, when he wants to speak to man, to man, his servant, <coughs> from heaven, what tongue did he speak to man from heaven? Let's see what tongue. We're going to Acts 26, Elder. Now, Paul going to give account of something that happened to him. And let's see what he says in Acts 26, verse number 13 and 14. Let's find out something. Now, Paul going to give account, matter of fact, in verse 1, this is the king of Ripple. So, so King Agrippa have gave Paul permission to speak. And and why is Paul speaking anyway, according to verse 7? According to verse 7, King Agrippa gave giving Paul permission to speak. And what is Paul concerned to King Agrippa in verse number 7? What is Paul concerned, Elder, in verse 7? In Acts 26, verse number 7, 7 says, Unto which promise our twelve tribes instantly serving Yahweh day and night hope to come, for which hope's sake, King Agrippa, I am a curse of the Jews, Gaza. You see, I'm, I'm, accused of, I'm accused of Judah. But he says, um, Unto the promise... He used a word called our 12 tribes. So Paul was putting on his defense of the promise of our 12 tribes. So Paul, he consisted on what he owned. Paul said, look it, what I'm on is concerning the 12 tribes. And same thing I said to the National Order today. I'm not anti-anybody. I'm just pro 12 tribes of Israel. I'm just like Paul. Twelve tribes of Israel, that's it. I'm not concerned about none of them other nations, because I already know you got it coming on what's written in this Bible. And if, um, and tomorrow night, you know, class started at 7.30 on the broadcast. Listen, our mission is to unlock the mind of the twelve tribes of Israel. We're not anti-anybody. We just probe 12 tribes of Israel. That's it. That's what Paul's saying here. He said, unto, verse 7, Acts 26, verse 7, unto which promised our 12 tribes. This is what Paul was about. That's saying thing I'm trying to tell you. I'm not anti-anybody. I'm just probe 12 tribes of Israel. My mission is the same thing Paul is, to unlock the mind of the 12 tribes of Israel. By putting you in your right position. Because the only way you can get help from Yahweh, you got to come back to this bond of the covenant. Now look at the Latter-day Saints. Seal, where can you read that at? What do you mean, where can I read that at? Um, hold on, y'all. Give me Deuteronomy 26, 15, down to verse 19. See, the big dig in you know, see, 
they have a tendency to throw things to try to aggravate those things, but you're not doing it. But then all of a sudden, that, that gives you a reason to cut somebody off. Ain't nobody cut off but the elder or myself, so I guess you'll let it ride through. Yeah, we'll let it ride through tonight. Okay? Uh, and see, listen, you tie up those seals' hands because um, what Moses said in the 26th chapter, verse 15, down to verse 19. See, Moses went to make a petition for you 12 tribes. And look what Moses' prayer was for you, children of the 12 tribes. Look what he says in, in the book of Deuteronomy 26, 15 down to verse 19. This is never what he was saying to the Almighty, and the Almighty was listening to him real carefully. You know why I know he was listening to him? Hey, put a marker there for a minute, Dale. Put a marker there. Just put something in there for a minute. And I want to run back to um, Numbers 12. I'm going to run back to Numbers 12 just for a minute, Elder, to show you that the Almighty, in Numbers chapter 12, he was, um, he said, in Numbers chapter 12, Verse number seven. What do he say in Numbers chapter 12, verse number seven and eight? What do he say in verse seven and eight? Numbers 12, verse seven and eight. Listen to this. What do you say, yo? In the book of Numbers, chapter 12, reading verse seven and verse number eight, seven says, my servant Moses is not so, who is faithful in all my house. Eight, with him I will speak mouth to mouth, even apparently, and not in dark speeches, and in the similitude of the Yahweh. Shall he behold, wherefore then were ye not afraid to speak against my servants of Moses? Verse 9 says, And the anger of the Yahweh was kindled against them, and he departed. See that? See, see when, when Yahweh got, got his servants in every generation, he don't appreciate when you talk your talk. Because he do hear you talking your talk. He, you think he don't hear you? Let me give you a case in point. That he hear you. Let's go to 2 go Kings there. Elder 6, verse 12. Let me tell you something. Yahweh, he hears you when you back by the murmuring, when you're on the telephone talking about those seer, you know, calling him a, a car thief and stealing cars and, and uh, riding boat trips all over, doing all that, calling him a car thief. He calling everything. Yahweh don't like that. And he's going to get you for that, too. 
your coffee, drilling cars and everything. You know, everything. Y'all are going to get you for that kind of bad behavior against this old seal. No? We'll tell you what we're about in a minute. After we read a couple of verses, what's the hell? You gave me uh, 2 Kings, uh, verse 12. I missed the chapter. Uh, chapter 6, verse 12. Okay. 2 Kings, chapter 6, reading verse 12 says, And one of his servants said, None, my Yahweh, O king, but Issa, the seer that is in Israel. Telleth the king of Israel the words that thou speakest in their chamber, and thy bed chamber. He said, he said, you won't know who 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 been spied on him. He said, every time I see the chapter kept the children of Israel, I always they get away from me. He said, which one of us is for them? He said, no, ain't, ain't now one of us is against you, king. When you land on your bed pillow with your wife, Talking to your ears. Yahweh know what you be saying eating your bed chamber with the lights out. And then he'd tell old Seer to tell old children of Israel to watch themselves. You see what I'm saying? Or why Seer was instruct his people. See, Yahweh sees you. Old Seer can't see past his nose. But he'll tell old Seer about your wicked ways. You know? And we know you're going to do everything you can to backbite, murmur, compare against those seal, call him a copy and everything. <laughs> See? He's stealing cars and taking cars from one rental place to the next one. Well, I don't do that, though. I know I'm here is to wake you up to our tribes of Israel. We don't have time for that kind of behavior. Because it, 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 hold this one. It makes it plain, uh, Elder. Now, it makes it plain what I'm saying because he tells us what not to do. See, if we follow what not to do and we do it anyway, look for Yahweh to turn his back on you. He makes it plain in James 4, 4 down to verse 8. Now, look what he says in James. Now, James is Yahweh the son's brother. He was winning. One was in bump bed on top, bottom bump bed. So they was grew up together. Now this is what Jane wrote in the fourth chapter of James, four down to verse eight. Listen what he wrote. And all I got to do is read the Bible and see what he said and follow what this Bible saying. What it said in James four four down to verse eight. What it say up? And the book of James, chapter 4, reading verse 4 to verse number 8, says, 4. Ye adulteress and adulteress, know ye not friendship of the world is enmity with God, enmity with Yahweh. Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of Yahweh. 5. Do you think that the scripture saith in vain, the spirit that dwelleth in us? and us lusted to envy? Six, but he that giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, Yahweh resists the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Seven, 
Submit yourself, therefore, to Yahweh. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Eight, draw nigh to Yahweh, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your mind, ye double-minded. Mm-hmm. Call your double-minded. You're double-minded if you would in 4 verse 4. Hey, 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 yo. What makes you a double-minded according to verse 4 verse 4? Verse 4 says, the adulteress and adulteress. Know ye not that the friendship of the world is enemy? Whosoever, therefore, will be a friend of the world is the enemy of Yahweh. Hey, guess something. He said, you a friend of this world, you an enemy of Yahweh. He said, if, so uh, if all you want to talk about this world, all these world events and all that, he said, you an enemy of Yahweh. He said, you got a friendship to this world. You are enemy to Yahweh. You worry about what the world going to think of you. You worry about what the world Yahweh going to think about you. When the man brought you in his Bible, you don't keep these laws, statutes, and commandments. You worry about your, uh, you, well, I want the world to, no, listen. If you are friendship to this world, you are enemy to Yahweh. Now, I need a precept on that in First John 3, Elder. I, I need a precept on that. Now, I'm struggling right now, Hilda, but I need a precept on that. In the book of First John, I need a precept on that one. And I, but I'm struggling right now. I might, have to, I might have to put that on hold and come back with it, too. I might, I might have to do me a Daniel. But I... It on the fall. It on the fall me, Elder. I'm, I'm kind of. Um, what is it? It on the fall me. First John three four. No. First John three four. Uh, it on kind of the fall me. Not what we just got to read. If you a friend of this world, you are enemy to Yahweh. I need a precept on that, Elder. And um, three fifteen down to verse, verse seventeen. 16. No. Fifteen to seventeen. 
you worry about what this, what this book is saying. You don't want to be an enemy of, of the man that got the power to burn you in the fire. You want to make sure you got him right. You don't worry about your neighbor. You tell him what time it is. If you don't want to take it, you take it and walk. I'm trying to save your life. You be trying to save your loved one's life. But they want to fight you too for nail. Listen, you tell them the truth. If you won't take the truth, then I'll told you. If you're a friend in this world and you worry about what your neighbor going to say about you, and you tell them that, look, the man don't have four letters in his name. It wasn't no foul. And you tell them that and they get mad at you and show you the dough. Okay, good. But look what it says over in, in 2, 15 and 17. First John, this is beloved. This is the one that lay his head on the shoulder of the Almighty. Do what he was told. First John 2, 15 out of verse 17. What was he told, Elder? First John chapter 2, 15 to 17. 15 says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the world, the love of the Father is not in him. 16. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. 17. And the world passes away, and the lust thereof, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of Yahweh abideth forever. Read that again, Elder. I mean, take your time, Elder. I mean, you the man just say he was John beloved said. Now, read verse okay. 15, 16, 17 again, Elder. Give a little precept on that. Okay, verse number 15 to 17. 15 says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. 16. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father but is of the world. 17. And the world passes away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of Yahweh abideth forever. He that do the will of Yahweh abideth forever. If you do it will, you abide forever. What's his will, Elder? Let's go to Psalm 40, verse 8. If you do his will, you abide forever? That means his body going to go down, but the spirit go back to him, according to please that in 12, verse 7. You got to do his will. What is the will we can read? Psalm 40, verse 8. What is his will, Elder? In the book of Psalms, looking at chapter 40, reading verse number 8. 8 says, I delight to do thy will, O my Yahweh. Yea, the law is written in my mind. So what is Yahweh's will? Keeping the law, statutes, and commandments. Isaiah 40, verse 8. 
and how long do his laws, statutes, and commandments last, Elder? Isaiah 40, verse 8. In the book of Isaiah, looking at chapter 40, reading verse number 8. 8 says, The grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of our Yahweh shall stand forever. So what's going to stand, Elder? His word. Yahweh's word. His word. His word going to stand. He said, you, you, if you lower the word, you worry about what, what your neighbor's going to say about you. When you show the truth, trying to say to them, I don't know. Yeah, I ain't never been a lifeguard. But a lifeguard be, be standing over the pool. And if somebody in there trying to, he's trying to swim, but he mess around and mess up. And the lifeguard jumps in there to get him out of the water, he ain't going to be fighting the life guard and calling out his name behind it. He's going to be saying, thank you, I was going down. Life guard jumped in the water, pulled him out of the water, you know. He's going to appreciate that. you telling people that his name ain't Lord God and Jesus and Jehovah. And they get mad at you. What you mad at me for? I'm trying to save y'all life. And see, tomorrow night lesson, we're going to read the penalty for not knowing the name. See? We're going to read the penalty in tomorrow night's lesson at 730 to 1030. It's a penalty in not knowing his name. He'll let you slide, but once the name is, is, is brought to you and you pay it no never mind, See, look what he says in St. John 5, 14 behind that. Once you know the truth, Elder, and you pay it no never mind, look what he got written in St. John 5, 14. In the book of St. John, chapter 5, reading verse number 14, it says, Afterwards, Yahweh son findeth him, in the temple, and said unto him, Behold, thou art made, thou art made whole. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come unto thee. You hear that? He said, Sin no more. Do the worst thing gonna come up on you? See, when you tell people the truth of the matter, and they pay you no never mind, guess what? The clock start ticking. When you tell them the truth, you let the dishes get in the way, and you pay them no never mind, the clock start ticking. Mm-hmm. Because you both look at it like this, 925 and 41 of St. John. See, you both be just like when a lifeguard jump over in the, in the pool, over the, in, the, in the sea, and pull you out from drowning. You, I thank you, life God. Thank you. Thank you. That's what people look at when you're showing them what this Bible saying. Thank you. What they get mad at you for? You show them the Bible saying. And not a fact, you show them a call to 1 Peter 4 11. You're using the oracles to show them. But this is what it says, Mr. Preacher. Why are you mad at me? 
I'm trying to save my loved one's life. And not a devil came out in you. If I didn't know that you was a devil 30 years ago, there's no way in the world you've been having my money. You've been having my money for 30 years, and you get mad at me because I tell you his name is not Jehovah, Lord, God, and Jesus, and can prove it, and you mad at me? And now you backbite me? Huh? And I'll claw all my time and my money in on you? You know, I don't know what I should do to you. If I tell you what I'm going to do to you, I'm just going to go ahead and just walk up out of here. See? Because you've been having my money for the last 20, 30 years, and now I'm showing you something to save your life and my life and everybody's life that Jehovah is a watered-down word for Y-H-W-H, and now you ready to try to whoop me. But you ain't going to whoop me. That's what they do to you. You'll find out some of your closest loved ones. You tell his name is YHWH. And you got to keep sundown Friday, sundown Saturday. They're going to say, what? Where are you getting that from? They're going to be hard on you. And you look at your, your loved ones and say, God, no. You got that much animosity? I, just, I don't care what that Bible say. You don't care what the Bible say. See that? God didn't do that. They'll shun you then. I don't care what that Bible say. I'm still going to follow my preacher. Well, then you're going to follow that preacher. He hell-bound and you hell-bound too. Uh, St. John chapter 9, 25, and 41. See, when you hear good news, this is how you both respond. St. John 9, 25, and 41. What does it say? In the book of St. John, chapter 9, reading verses 25 and verse 41. 25 says, He answered and said, Whether he be a sinner or no, I know not. One thing I know, whereas I was blind, now I can see. Verse number 41 says, Yahweh the Son said unto them, If ye were blind, ye should have no sin. But now you say, we see. Therefore, your sin remains. Yeah. Yeah. You say, I was blind, but now I see. But once you say you you see, and you don't make a and you don't make no adjustment on you sin. Guess what? The clock store ticket. The clock store ticket. Hmm. For your first job uh, working as an intern with yes. Will Smith, yes. you say to them, yeah. look, I have to have the Sabbath yes. off, yes. which may I just confess that I learned in my first meeting with Devon, all these years I thought the Sabbath was Sunday. Yeah. I've been going to church. We say worship on the Sabbath, worship on the Sabbath in the Baptist church. And you corrected me. and You said, no, Sunday is the first day of the week. Yeah. Sabbath is Friday sundown to Saturday Sunday. That's right. That's I right. stand corrected. <laughs> Amen. So you go to your first job yeah. with Will Smith yes. and say, look, I'm really excited to be here, but well, I have to have Friday. Friday night sundown, Saturday night sundown off. See, that's the fear you're supposed to have. You correct somebody, especially your loved one, 
that um that the word was um the word this word of the Bible, um uh Mr. Pastor, in Amos three one and two. What do what do you say in Amos three one and two uh Elder? See, when you you just listen. My back, read two eleven just to get warmed up. You know, in Amos two verse eleven, Amos is a seer. And he put something in writing in two verses. Uh, the Almighty had him to put something in writing in two verse eleven. Look what he says in Amos two verse eleven. Listen to this real good. Two verse eleven. In the book of Amos, chapter two, verse eleven. Eleven says, and I raised up your sons, or seals, and among your young men, the Nazarites. It is not even thus, O ye children of Israel, saith the Yahweh. So you raised up who for seers? The children of Israel. He said, I raised up your young men for seers. Who? The children of Israel. So you got this you got this big dignitary over there in his nineties over there at um the latter day saints in the nineties and he said he no, you you wrong. I can't, I ain't gonna call your name out. But he in his nineties over there of the committee board over there in uh Utah. And he said he no, I raised up your sons for seer. Didn't I do this, O children of Israel? So then who's the apostles? It is Israel. Then we go to Amos 3, 1 and 2. And look what it says in 3, 1 and 2. Then we'll comment after we hear it read. 3, 1 and 2 and verse 7. This is what it says in Amos 3, 1, 2 and 7. What does it say? In the book of Amos, chapter 3, reading verses 1, 2. And verse number seven. One says, Hear this word that the Yahweh had spoken against you, whole family of Israel, against the whole family which I brought from the land of Egypt, saying, Two, you are you only have I known of all the families of the earth. Therefore I will punish you for all your sins. Seven, now, now you see two, why the over Hold on, before you read verse 7. Now you see why other nations can get caught and they'll slap them on the hand and sit them back on their mouth. If you get caught with, with a candy, a Snickers candy bar, you still to get seven years. You still to get seven years for having a Snickers candy bar. And you got some that's been caught with all types of bad behavior and they slap them on the wrist and send them back home. See, that let you know you Israel. He said, I'm going to punish you for everything you do because you belong to me. And, and, and who is his punishment is, is the rod of his anger. He got a people, and that is their job is to punish you. He created a people to punish you. Did you know that, did you? He created a people just to punish you. You know that, did you? Tomorrow night lesson, we'll talk about that. Now read verse 7. Verse 7 says, Surely the Yahweh will do nothing, but reveal us his secret unto his servants, the seers. 
If he got something to say pertaining to anything, he going to tell the seer. The seer gets the first-hand information. He's going to take it to the elders. And look what he says in 10 verse 7 of Revelation. 10 verse 7. Hey, elder, what is it saying in 10 verse 7? Uh, give me one second there. Revelation 10, 7. Okay, I have to put everybody on pause for one second until I get myself back to the book. I had to take a moment here. Now, if I bless me, pausing for the second. Okay. Now we go back to the book. Which is Revelation, what chapter, Brother Steve? 10, verse 7. Got it. Book of Revelations. Looking at chapter 10, verse number 7. 7 says, But in the days of the voice of the seven angels, seven minutes of spirits, when he, when he shall begin to sound, the mystery of Yahweh should be finished. And he had declared unto his servants the seed. So, so who knows so know Yahweh's mysteries that he already declared to his who? Who already knows Yahweh's mysteries according to 10 verse 7? The seers, his yeah. servants. You see that? Seven once again. Seven says. But in the days of the voice of the seven minutes of spirits, when he shall begin to sound, the mystery of the aqua should be finished, as he had declared unto his servants the seers.
because it's our radio station and do what we want to do. So that's the reason why they, they didn't get in in time. So that gave the big dignitaries room to lock them out tonight. So if you didn't get in there early enough in the first 30 minutes, you lock you, you locked them out. That's how, that's how they roll. But see, you know, but sooner or later you're going to get tired of this abuse and, and you should say, what, what can we do to get us a nice radio station? Get our, that's where we start from getting a school, banquet hall, radio station, get our own. We had our own once upon a time ago, but we lost it. But then, you know, they cut you off from being a nation. I mean, it done too much to you. Matter of fact, hold that point. Now, what are you getting ready to read? I want to hear that. But I need a precept to show you I was, what Yahweh said about that. What you getting ready to read anyway? Second tip. Second Timothy two yeah. verse one to five. Yeah, well hold that hold that for a minute. I need a precept in Zechariah on, on about what people that did to you and what y'all what think about it. See, he knew you had to be punished, Elder. He knew you had to be punished in the fourth chapter of Zechariah. He said you had to be punished. But I explain more as 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 the verse get out. I'll explain more about this right here as the verse is read. We'll, we'll explain more in the fourth chapter. We'll pick it up at, let's make a look, a little sharp meal out of it. Four verse one. Let's bring in who's doing the talking to Zachariah. And listen to this real carefully. See, sometimes you might... You might tell it back in the day, you tell your the grandbabies to them now and you put them in up under somebody else's care, right? And you tell them, Look, if, if my baby do wrong like they had back in the days, then your neighbor used to get a hold to you and straighten you up before you got home. Yeah, that's true. But look what it says here in the book of Zechariah four one, we'll read you we get our point. Four one. Keep reading. You get our point here. Zechariah chapter four verse one. Book of Zechariah, four one. One says, and the minister spirit that talked with me came again and walked with me as a man that is wakened out of his sleep. Two, and said unto me, What seest thou? And I said, I have looked. And behold, a candlestick of all of gold, with a bowl up on top of it, and his seven lamps thereon, and seven pipes to the seven lamps, which were up on the top thereof. Three, and two of the olive trees by it, one upon the right side of the bowl, and on the other upon the left side thereof. Four. So I answered and strengthened to the minister spirit that talked with me, saying, What are these, my Yahweh? Five, the minister spirit that talked with me answered and said unto me, Knowest thou not what these be? And I said, No, my Yahweh. Six, then he answered and strengthened unto me, saying, This is the word of the Yahweh unto Zerubbabel. Thing, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Yahweh of hosts. Seven. Who art thou, O great man? 
13 says, And the Yahweh answered the minister spirit that talked with me with good words and comfortable words. 14. So the minister spirit that communed with me said unto me, Cry thou, saying, Thus says the Yahweh both, I am jealous for God thy Judah, for Zion with the great jealousy. 15. And I am very displeased with the heathen that are at ease. For I was a little displeased, and they helped forward the affliction. He said, I was just a, a little displeased, but they afford the affliction. That means they went overboard on this whooping. It's like you take your, your babies to your teacher. Now, you spank my baby if he get, if he get out of life. You go and spank him on his, on his uh, legs, you know. Just, oh, oh, okay, good. But when you, you come and get your baby, and your baby's over there, legs all busted up. So what happened to my baby? My baby's legs busted up. I put a baseball bat to your baby's legs. I, I beat their legs. I didn't tell you to oh, break boy. my baby's legs. I didn't tell you to break their legs. I said you spank them if they do wrong. See, that we told other nations, just spank the children of Israel, but they went overboard. They now they don't got comfortable with kicking you in the rear now. Look at it. They don't, they got they don't got comfortable just busting you up every direction, don't they? He said, I was a little displeased with with, with children of Israel. But they have fought the affliction. You go back in the day, they just say, you know, uh, when we was on our block, if uh if my parents uh didn't see me and my neighbors see me, my neighbors used to whoop me. But I bet your neighbor didn't take a baseball bat and whoop you with it, did it? That's what the nation do to you today. They beat you. They beat you. They beat you with a baseball bat in your brain. And you African American and Rodriguez? They ain't, that ain't who you are. They, that's a curse to you. If you call by African American, Negro, and Puerto Rican, and Spanish, and Latinos, that's a curse on you. And they ain't going to tell you to restore that because everybody prosper off of you, your ignorance. Really? The blessings in the name of Israel. As long as you call yourself Rodriguez and uh, Johnson, that's why I can't help you. Because you can't recognize that you got it good. Let's get a few more in here. We'll shut it down because uh, I'm enjoying myself. 